Championship Monday. I'm Bryce Kuhn. Welcome to another episode of The Crowded Booth. Matthew Lang here. And Matthew, it is January 7th, 2019. Happy New Year to everyone. The day of the College Football Playoff National Championship. And who else are we expecting? The Alabama Crimson Tide once again taking on Clemson. The fourth game in the past five years that they've played against each other. Now, last year was a semifinal game. Mm-hmm. But the previous two years we saw those two teams battle out. Um, but Matthew... I mean, these two teams seems like they're the kings of college football year in and year out. Dabo Sweeney's done a great job with Clemson. Um, as we get into this this show and just previewing everything, we want to thank you for watching. Once again, if you're watching on Facebook Live, thanks for tuning in. Here at two o'clock, we're here on uh, at Cooks Hot Dogs in Columbus, Georgia. Mr. Cooks was uh, kind enough to let us come in and, and talk some football with you today. If you're listening on iTunes, we want to thank you and keep subscribing and uh, leaving some comments below. But, Matthew, as we get into this, we look at how did both t- these teams get here. In uh, Alabama, it's no secret, uh, after it'll be a year tomorrow, after the emergence of Mr. Tua uh, maybe got robbed out of, a, yeah. out of a Heisman Trophy after he beat Kyler Murray last week. But, nevertheless, just their whole offense has completely changed from the old style of Nick Saban mm-hmm. that you saw when that dynasty officially started back in 2009. You always had the power running game. And now bringing a whole new di- oh yeah, whole new dynamic with still very good running backs. Yeah. But you talked about their elite receivers. How did Alabama get to this point? Explosive plays. I think that was their calling card in every single game that you watched this season, whether it was a competitive game or, or it wasn't a competitive game. The things that won them the game were explosive plays. And Georgia, when they played in the SEC championship, did a good job of limiting that. It was just a, the fact of Georgia put, keeping their foot on the pedal. And then we don't know the whole story. That's terrible to say every time. But Joe yeah, Matthews <laughs> decked out in his Georgia gear. Yeah, Georgia gear. He's got to put the Georgia gear on. But but you're right. I mean, um, Quinn and Williams talked in, on mm-hmm. media day. What was the toughest offensive line you faced? And he said Georgia's. They came yeah. out and they knocked us right in the mouth. And I think that's something that Clemson's going to have the challenge of doing. But like you tools. said. Um, one thing that Alabama people kept saying, and really until Alabama, I would say, played LSU, was mm-hmm. have they really played anyone yet? Yeah, exactly. When they scheduled that game versus Louisville, um, that was a Louisville without Lamar Jackson, a very different and Louisville they team. They went two and twelve, or two and, and ten, two, two and ten, season. a very different team. But when they scheduled that I mean, th- two, three years ago, it looks a lot different. Right. And that's what a lot of people have to understand about scheduling. It's mm-hmm. not the same team when you schedule it, say, in 2014 that you are expecting right. in 2018, 2019. So they've had that game. Some some tough games that you saw. I mean, the Citadel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for a one half, the Citadel looked like they were about to pull off the greatest yeah. upset of all time. They probably woke up an hour before the game started. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> it, it was it was crazy. But you know, the Alabama LSU game, everyone was really hyped for that. And mm-hmm. Alabama comes in there and dominates an LSU team. Yeah. And really, LSU's defense is great. They have been for a lot of years. But when your offense can't do anything, especially against the Alabama defense, no. it doesn't help out. And it finally to a got it figured out and was able mm-hmm. to really dominate LSU in Baton Rouge. Exactly. Then you continue to move through the schedule. Auburn, the Iron Bowl. Auburn played well for a half. They really did. And they, then the explosive plays. And then the explosive plays. And, and to me, it's only a matter of time. It's one of those yeah. things where when you're playing Alabama, it's only a matter of time. you got to hold them in check, but you're, yeah. you're not going to hold a good team like that down for, no. four, for four quarters. And well, their two biggest playmakers, Jalen Waddle and Jerry Judy. Those are their two Jeez. biggest playmakers and explosive players. So, you got to, you know, stop the deep ball of Jerry Jr. and his elite speed. And then same with Waddle, except his quickness is um, – he's just an unbelievable all-around player. And I think that's what Clemson's going to have to do. They're going to have to guard the flats, and then they're going to have to guard the deep ball. So, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of 
zone coverages, a lot of nickel and dime packages, you know, kind of, you know, trying to fool to it, which is pretty hard to do. Oh, yes. Um, which, I'm, literally, I can, only, I can only think of one team, and that's Georgia, that did a good job of defending Tua, because every other team he's gone up against. So, I watch a lot of film on that Georgia game, see if you can get a couple of disguise packages in there, um, you know, switch a single high safety, keep a guy in the flat. It's just, you're going to give him a ton of different looks in, in order to throw him off, because he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I think he had like an 80, what is it, 86 percentage, uh, percentage, wow, percentage completion against uh, Oklahoma. So, I mean, he dominated that game. Um, so, they're going to they're gonna have to think of something. And it's going to be interesting because then you get in the backs. Right. Damian Harris. Uh, Damian, Damian Harris. So, we're, we're pronouncing things <laughs> great today. Damian Harris, um, a good back. But they have a whole rest Josh of the Jacobs Josh is Jacobs. the most underrated running back in college football, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he's got the entire skill set. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He runs the ball like he's 260 pounds. And, um, you know, he can catch the ball in the backfield and run somebody over on the way to the end zone if you didn't watch that, uh, that, that, that Oklahoma game. Oklahoma. And that and Jacobs came into a game with a chip on his shoulder, exactly. being from the state of Oklahoma, mm -hmm. didn't even get recruited yeah. by the state school and comes to Alabama. But I think it's interesting you talk about Explosive plays. That's the name of the game. Exactly. You come to the SEC Championship, Alabama's undefeated. They come into the SEC Championship, and they get knocked in the mouth for, honestly, the first time all season. Mm -hmm. And you saw what they did when they had, they had to face a quarterback that could make plays with his arm and make very good plays. Yeah. Jake Fromm played the game of his life. And then had the worst game of his life. And, and, you know, <laughs> and, it's, and it's interesting because Jake Fromm was making throws that arguably about ten guys. That, that's that, yeah. You look at that and you say, that's caliber throw right yeah, there. Absolutely. Uh, the one to Riley Ridley in the corner of the end zone is unreal Ooh. back shoulder. So you see when you get to go up against a quarterback that can make plays, yeah. it forces Alabama to really uh, kind of rethink some things with defense. Now they make adjustments. You know Nick Saban is going to make some adjustments. He did at halftime. Exactly. Everyone knows the story. Alabama comes back and wins the game. Mm -hmm. One thing also that you can take away in that game if you're Clemson, and this is my personal opinion, Tua, this is not popular either, Tua is a great player. Do not, do not get it wrong. He's a great player. But to me, that Georgia game was the first time he had to go up against somebody that could match him, mm -hmm. arguably match him. And, and Kyler Murray did too, but they got behind real quick. Well, they don't play defense. And they don't play defense, <laughs> you're right, out there in the Big 12. But you look at it and you say, okay, Georgia was matching him. And Tua is now got a team over looking over his shoulder. He's got to say, okay, we got to keep scoring too. Yeah. Put some pressure on him. And I mean, give the kid credit, a fantastic player. I get, I'm, he's front-runner for the Heisman next year, no, no doubt about it. But can Trevor Lawrence and Clemson's <clears throat> offense put that same kind of pressure? We're going to have to see. We're going to get into Clemson a little bit later. But that's just something that I think Clemson's going to have to look at, and you look at how right. they got there. Uh, he ended up bringing Alabama back, winning. Mm -hmm. And then then the Sugar Bowl. I'm sorry, the the, kind of, the, the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl, or, yeah, the Orange Bowl. yeah, not the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. You got the Georgia stuff on. <laughs> the Orange Bowl, uh, playing down there, Kyler Murray, the battle of the, the – maybe the – Heisman uh, snub and the Heisman Trophy winner, and Kyler Murray's a great football player. It, yeah. it turned out to end up being a pretty decent game, but for a while there, it looked like Alabama was going to run away. Well, they it. just haven't gone up against a defense with that much speed and with that much discipline. I mean, mm -hmm. you got to think about the linebacker play they had, the defensive line with the best defensive lineman in the country, and Quinta Williams, and then that secondary that they have with the Deontay Thompson. Um, I know Patrick Sertain has been burned a little bit but this year, but as a freshman, I think he's played really well. Um, and just the playmakers they have on defense and the, and the speed they have, I think that's what caught Oklahoma off guard. And I think that's what, honestly, Clemson hasn't seen all year with the quality of teams that they played. I mean, they played 
A&M at the beginning of the year, and we saw how close of a game that was, and honestly, they probably should have lost. Mm -hmm. So I think when you look at quality opponents that Clemson has played, it's going to be tough for them to match um, that gameplay from Alabama with the talent they have. But I think Clemson will hang with them. I think Trevor Lawrence is unreal. Um, obviously, that defensive line, I think all of them are projected first-rounders, early second-rounders. I mean, they're unreal. So I think it's going to be a great game and a lot of explosive plays on both sides. I agree. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has the <coughs> talent and. You know, you talk about Alabama, that defense line, Quentin Williams, it's arguably, I mean, he can, you can make argue he's the best player in college football. Just oh, yeah. disruptive. I mean, the most disruptive player in college football. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he had the swim move working yeah. against Oklahoma. Really he was in the backfield like that. And you switch over. holds on him, too. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You, I mean, you have to hold him. Yeah. What are you going to do with that guy? And he's and he's only a redshirt sophomore. That's insane. It's, it's crazy. Oh, but he's, he's, 20, he's 20 years old. Yeah. He'll be making millions next year so, yeah, for some sure. team. Falcons, maybe. So we'll <laughs> we'll see if they can trade up. But anyways, you go switch over to Clemson, and Clemson comes in this year um, with a little bit of a quarterback controversy. Yeah, Kelly Bryant, the incumbent starter, um, didn't get the job done against Alabama. Kind of a disappointing last year in the Sugar Bowl, and was unable to win that one. And Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall recruit in the nation, according to some, Justin Fields, the other. Either one. But no matter. doubt about it, Trevor Lawrence is a good football player right. out of Cartersville High School, uh, just about two hour and a half hours north of here in Columbus. Um, but he proved it why he was arguably the top player Unreal. in the nation. Unreal. 6-6 has, I mean, he I already has NFL scouts drooling over him. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's only a freshman, 18 years old, and he goes in and takes the reins. And then you have that little almost hiccup in the middle of the season, however, and uh, Chase Bryce has to come in and, yeah, uh, and, and come in and, and get Syracuse. Give, give credit to Coach uh, Dino Babers and his staff. I mean, they've done a great job at Syracuse. Uh, and, and that was a good one. So yeah. he's got the upset last year, but Clemson yeah. was able to hang on. Mm -hmm. But Trevor Lawrence kind of comes into his own. And one thing, when he took over the job, I thought, if he can just do enough, they got a real shot. Because that defense is so, so good. And you talked about it. Dexter Lawrence is going to be out due mm -hmm. to the um, sus suspension with, for, um, we don't know, well, <laughs> for, for, for the drug test. And so, but the thing is, they still got three, four other guys. I mean, are, it, it's crazy. Quentin Farrell... I mean, they're just they're stacked. Oh, yeah. and Christian Wilkins. I mean, they're Austin stacked. Austin Bryan on the outside. I mean, it's it's <laughs> ridiculous. Stacked. And so I think that is going to be a very fun matchup to watch. Jonah Williams in that offensive line for Alabama. Mm -hmm. you, I mean, you. I their center's name, uh, but he is. This is going to be his fourth straight national championship, and he started every single one. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, crazy. that's crazy. And that's a. I mean, that's and that's why Alabama's the best of the best because they have that recruiting pitch. Hey. We have a Sarah graduate, and he has started every national championship. So if you want, to, like, yeah. like, he started every national championship that he's been. And who would want to do that? Exactly. And so, and I think Pierschmacher is his name. Yeah, Pierschmacher. Yes. I was like, yes. it's some crazy name, yes. but um, I think, and going back to Clemson, I think what's going to make them so um, explosive against Alabama, their wide receiver play, T. Higgins, Justin Ross, oh yeah, and freshman. Like, I mean, this, that's that's why they've been playing each other for the past five years. I mean, they're just. They're the best of the best, and that's what you know. Kirby Smart is trying to get Georgia to that point. And just for the wide receiver play, how young they are. And Trevor Lawrence, not only is he a pocket passer, he can move with his feet and create plays. Oh, yes. And so I think that's what makes him so dangerous. I mean, he can throw across his body and sling it 35 yards. I mean, and don't forget about the seventh-year senior Hunter Renfro. <laughs> 
Hunter Renfro is going to be on the field after catching the game-winning yeah. touchdown pass two years ago to beat Alabama. So like you always got to – Exactly. I saw something the other day that, that uh, said that uh, Hunter Renfro, a reporter down at Media Day, said they couldn't find him, but they know he's probably wide open somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, Hunter Renfro is going to be a weapon that's going to be utilized. Absolutely. And you, when you have three receivers – Caught the game-winning touchdown in the exactly. last two years ago. You know, you have got T. Higgins, who is a uh, – Great player. And yeah, right. Justin Ross, local product, who is lighting up, mm-hmm. had a career day yeah. in the uh, semifinal game. And then Hunter Renfro, I mean, that is a that's, that's a deadly. And so that's going to be something that we're going to see. You know, Georgia had some good receivers in that season championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray and company had some good receivers. But when you got three receivers that can be an, honestly a number one option for you, mm-hmm. that that's going to be something to Alabama. And, and, you know, we're sitting and here Travis saying that. ETN. I oh, mean, he geez. was a Heisman finalist as well. So. I mean, there's just NFL talent all across the. I mean, all there's across 40, the field. I there's forty to fifty NFL prospects on the field tonight, and and that in itself shows you what recruiting does. And our, um, uh, you know, some people said, well, recruiting doesn't necessarily mean. Yeah, it does. It does. It, recruiting puts you in the position for this in developing that talent. And, yeah. and you, you got a coach in Nick Saban who might go down as the greatest coach of all time. Yes. It is already. <laughs> and then Dabo Sweeney, who is up and – I mean, you could still say he's up and coming. He's but in his, own, he's in his own – He's up a top he's three built, coach. He's built Clemson. Oh, yes. He's made Clemson as to what, it, what it's at right now. It's just a shame that he's going up against the greatest college football coach of all time. It's kind of overshadowing, honestly, his greatness and what mm-hmm. he's doing at Clemson. I think you can say that about a lot of coaches. Like, all these great coaches that are getting out these good teams will – Sorry, you're going up against the greatest college football coach yep. of all time. And, you know, once he wins this one, he'll surpass Bear Bryant at, I think it'll be at seven mm-hmm. after this year. And that's just crazy to think about. You know? Yeah, Quentin Williams was asked at Media Day um, about Nick Saban. As soon as he heard, he said, oh, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that really speaks volumes to what he does for this uh, organization, uh, for the program. To, like, when he, I feel like when he goes on recruiting visits, he doesn't even have to, like, say anything anymore. Yeah. He's just like... I have seven rings here. Seven rings. I don't know what else you like. I got a I center mean, that started four games. It's got a four straight national championship. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it really is when you look at these two teams, the growth of these teams. Um, you had Alabama kind of start. Nick Simmons was hired almost, what was it, 12 years ago, three days ago or something like that? I think 2007. Um, 2007. Yeah, he was hired. Was and so it's, it's crazy when you think about Dabo Sweeney. If you hadn't seen that on over on ESPN, watch how he made his rise. He was mm-hmm. an interim and then beat South Carolina yep. in the last game of the season as an interim coach, and that really kind of solidified, okay, we want you. Right. I don't know if the people then thought that they would be talking 10 years down the road, oh, okay, here we go, uh, we'll, win. we'll win a national championship, oh, no. and have an opportunity to win uh, two out of the last four national championships. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, a huge accomplishment. it's crazy, and, and Alabama has a chance to win three out of the last four. I mean, it, it's unreal. When you talk about these teams, what they do. But, Matthew, what is it for you that is going to be the key to the game? If this happens, uh, this team will win it. What would it take for Clemson to win this game? I think Clemson, well, for them to stop Alabama, I think they're going to have to honestly find a way to stop Josh Jacobs. I think he's the key to them. Um, I think he's just an explosive player out of the backfield and catch the ball, like I said, catch and run the ball. I mean, vision is unbelievable, and he's a downhill runner. I mean, he's just unbelievable. And they're about to stop the explosive plays. I think that's been the, the game plan for every defense that's gone up against Alabama in every game. Is stop the explosive plays. And I think you're going to have to limit Jalen Waddle 
Got the one with Jerry Judy. Because Jerry Judy, I mean, that dude has elite I mean, speed. he caught that post route in the, on the first play of the game in the semifinal and almost scored. I mean, he's unreal. He's and, unreal. And Clemson's going to have to do that. And, you know, obviously they're going to find a way to stop to it. Like I said, you know, they're going to find a way to put out some disguise coverages, mm -hmm. um, just some different packages in there. But the main thing is stop the explosive plays. And I think for Alabama with Clemson is find a way to get to Trevor Lawrence and get him rattled. Get a lot of pressure on him. You got the best defensive line in the country along with Clemson. You know, best defensive lineman probably in Quentin Quint Williams. So I think they're going to bring in a lot of blitz packages. But I think for him, he's a freshman. Um, it's still his first time of games under him. But find a way to get some pressure on him because he hasn't gone up against a lot of good defenses on that schedule, honestly. I mean, they yeah. played Pitt. And their conference championship. A seven and five. A pit seven and five pit team. So and this is my thing. If you look at that and you tell me, and this is something for as we get back into the fall, we can talk about this. But if you look at it and you're sitting here telling me that a what is it? It'd be a twelve and zero Clemson team's playing a seven five conference championship game, and then you got an eleven and one and a twelve and zero playing in the SEC championship game. And then look at they playing. I mean, and look at they playing the playoff. Another Notre Dame team that has now been exposed the past two times they've been. In a BCS They've never won a BCS slash, or New Year's Six Bowl game. Last time they were in a BCS championship slash playoff, they lost, what was it, 42 nothing in 2012 against Alabama. They got slaughtered. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. And then it happened again. So, honestly, you could say, has Clemson played a, a quality opponent? And when they did, they played a Texas A&M team in, in t at Texas A&M, which get, is a hard place to play, one of the yeah. most rowdiest places you could possibly play. Mm -hmm. And like you said, arguably, Texas A&M should have won that game. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 Texas A&M, if it wasn't, they, they got to get those cameras worked out now, over there. I'm not saying that Clemson is not the second best team in the country. I 100% believe they're the second best mm -hmm. team in the country. But when you're playing Alabama, who's now gone up against Georgia and, you know, gone up in up against a very physical football team playing at their best. They beat two arguably top five teams in their past two games. I mean, Clemson has beat a Notre Dame team, not a top five team in my opinion, mm -hmm. and they also beat a Pittsburgh Pitt team that's not even a top 25. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have to have a Jake Fromm-like game exactly. in the national championship in order for them to win. But I think if Alabama gets him and disrupts his game, gets the timing off with his wide receivers, um, I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit, Clemson. We always say that Clemson and Alabama have great defenses and it's going to be a low-scoring game. Well, both national championships that they played, it's been high scoring. So you're going I know they with have high I, th I think it's going to be a high scoring yeah. game. I do have Alabama. I have them winning by six. I have them 33-27. I think it's going to be a great game. One more key for I throw my prediction in there. You saw when Tua was able to scramble around and have time, he kills you. As with any quarterback, you've you got to get pressure on Tua. If, if that defensive line can get pressure and disrupt. And he's still and hurt. And that, oh, he's still hurt. He's There's still no hurt. one. No, if, if you've seen the surgery – and yeah. the fact that he is that he's still hurt. He's, he's not 100. percent But I'll he's take I'd take I'd take Tua at 90, 85 percent over most quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, he's unbelievable. So my thing is, if Austin Bryant, um, these other guys on the defensive the front, Christian Wilkins, if they can get to Tua like a Georgia team did in the SEC championship, see that on the first drive. I mean, you you got to think. Now I know everyone's like, well, we have Jalen Hurts. You do have Jalen Hurts. It he changes the whole dynamic. He's not Tua. We'll have to see. But honestly, that's the key. If Clemson wants to win this game, they're going to have to contain him. And it can be an all-out speed rush because what can Tua do? Step right up and make a move. If they get pressure down. on him and, you know, if he tweaks that knee a little bit, I mean, that's it's not going to look good because he even said, like, during that Georgia game when he came back in after that first drive, it messed up how I was planning and I couldn't make certain throws. And you saw throws that he missed in the national championship. He had Herb Smith on a wide-open throw. I think it was a 
second or third drive of the game, and he, I mean, he just missed him. And he was wide open. Mm-hmm. So I think if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you get that pressure on him, and you disrupt his timing, I think it's going to really affect him. And you know, if you start to see a defensive battle with a lot of blitz coming, and you know, offenses having a slow start, it could be a low scoring game. But I think you know, first quarter might be a little low scoring, um, probably like a nine to three, nine to six type first quarter. But I think. The offenses will start to get going. So you're going 33-27. 33-27. I'm going Alabama. Alabama wins this one, I think. It's 35-24. Almost pretty close. I think it's going to be an 11-point game. I think it's going to take a late touchdown by Alabama to really put it away. I think think it's maybe – I'm just calling 28-24. Tua leads a drive with about four or five minutes. I think really puts the nail in the coffin Mm. and and, uh, gives Nick Saban his seventh national title. And, And the thing is, I don't think he's slowing up anytime soon. And, and like I said, Dabo has all freshmen, sophomores yes. on that team besides their defense. So, oh, T. Higgins, sophomore. Justin Ross, freshman. And uh, Trevor Lawrence is a freshman. So they're going to be around for it. Travis Etienne, I think he's a sophomore. Sophomore. So, they, I mean, you at least got two more years out of those guys. <laughs> I mean, it's they're ridiculous. unreal. It's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, so we got Alabama winning in both of them. We'll see how that fares and how that uh, matches up. Comment below what you think the score is going to be. I know we got some Clemson and Alabama fans watching, but it's going to be a great game. Yeah. I mean, People who say that Clemson and Alabama is bad for college football. They're all going to watch the game. They're still going to watch the game. You're still going to watch the game. And honestly, I want the two best teams in the year. I, I, mm-hmm. you, there's a whole playoff discussion that we can get, we're going to get into in another episode. The whole playoff should be expanded. It could water it down, but you have more opportunities. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, the, the cream is going to rise to the top. And the top teams are going to rise. And right now, that is Clemson and Alabama, just two of the top teams. Yeah. And there are some teams that are close to me. Uh, I think Georgia is almost in that tier two. They just, they're almost there. They're almost there as, as a I wouldn't perennial. let that Sugar Bowl loss define their season oh, yeah. at all. I mean, You I'd, could do a whole show just on the Sugar Bowl. I wouldn't want to, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it, I think there's there's some teams that are creeping on that. But just take you take a look and really remember when you're watching this game, this is a 12-year dynasty right now. Yeah. They they started. Clemson really the laid the, the foundation. This is not – this was – who laid the foundation for Clemson was Dabo, Taj Boyd, Sammy Watkins, Andre Ellington, Vic DeAndre Beasley. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre – I mean, geez, that wide receiver you may be, I don't know. But <laughs> you, is, you think yeah. about it, and, and those are the guys that laid the foundation. Um, it's just – it's crazy to watch these two teams. And, yeah. I, and I'm excited to watch it tonight. Watch these two teams go at it, and it's going to be a good one. Yeah, for sure. Comment below what you think. Make sure to like, subscribe, and be ready for our next shows. We're going to be talking about uh, Cody Parkey and his blocked field goal. That was actually just – that was actually – we just got an update. It was actually just changed. The ruling, the official NFL ruling was changed that it was a blocked field goal. So that's good that they went in and changed it. Good. Um, All those fans that booed him can take that yes, little boo. It'll be interesting. To, it'll be interesting to talk about. We'll talk some NFL playoffs. <laughs> Got some college basketball conference play opened up, and Georgia got smacked 94 <laughs> to 50. So we'll talk about that one. 96 <laughs> to 50. Apologize. It's going to be a good one, though. Make sure to tune in tonight, 8 o'clock over on ESPN. It's going to be a fun one. Clemson, Alabama, part four. There we go. We're going to have to come up with some more names. It can't be the trilogy anymore. I don't even know. Episode <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, we want to thank you for watching, though. Make sure to tune in once again.